0: From downtown, this is Tim Kitschler from NBHM, and you're listening to Nintendo Main
1: Podcast. Boom Shakalaka!
2: This week on Nintendo Main, Monster Hunter Sunbreak is out now, and do we have a new type of Switch coming out?
0: I completely forgot how to play Monster Hunter
2: for science. I forgot how to play Monster Hunter 2, kind of, but I'll talk about it. Welcome to Nintendo Main Podcast, episode 328, your place to hear Nintendo fans talk about new DLC and the never-ending rumors, forever, agonizing rumors about Switch Pro.
1: Even when we're three generations away from the Switch, they will talk about the Switch Pro.
2: (laughs) Even when it doesn't come out, when we're in Switch 3, they will still wonder where the Switch Pro is, where the Switch 3 Pro is. We are your hosts, I'm Trey... Time to toss my OLED, Johnson.
0: I'm Jeremy, fan of blood, Makowski.
2: And I'm Cave Johnson Litter. Cave. You're in a cave.
0: I see Cave Dan and played.
2: So uh, the only reason I said uh, time to toss my OLED is I'm sure you've seen it like on the internet. like just I've seen like memes of people, or just people mentioning like when there was that. It was stupid. It was just basically somebody mentioned that there was another Switch coming out, and then the other Switch was the Splatoon 3-themed Switch. <laughs> but, yep. I saw, but I saw everybody being yeah. like, I'm getting rid of my OLED. Or I saw like pictures on Facebook of people like put their OLED box like by the door, and they're like, "Get out of here, you! Done with you? Go." There was actually two Go other bits else. of
1: evidence supporting <coughs> a Switch Pro or some kind of new hardware. One was that Nintendo appears to be stockpiling raw materials. Uh, they doubled their 2019 spending on on supplies, so that could mean that they're building something new. Second one was that uh, they privated certain Switch fit vid- videos for Switch hardware,
2: like the yeah. light, uh, and so they they did that similarly. I mean, they figured that that was because of the Splatoon 3 OLED. Yeah. Because they did the yeah. same thing for uh, for Switch OLED and Switch Lite and all that. But right, also right. but also they're down like 33% or something because they don't have the right materials to produce the switches that they need to be producing right now. So maybe they're stockpiling material for that as well. Because I saw that yeah, they're actually done in sales cause, down in sales because they can't keep up because of, uh, because of not being able to have all of the proper parts and all that so whatever i mean there's gonna be a, there's probably gonna be another switch at some point i'm just just the same thing as metroid prime trilogy i'm just really tired of hearing about it you know
1: i believe it when i sees it
2: yeah and i'll never th- i'll never get rid of my oled i'll give it to jess if there's a if there's a new switch hand it off they they play it handheld all the time anyway so that was the original plan was that we would trade off like that but let's start off our show like we normally do and talk about what we bought and what we've been playing this as i said before at the beginning of the show this is the the momentous week of release of monster hunter sunbreak so that's basically all i've been playing for the most part and uh, i know jeremy you said you forgot how to play and i forgot how to play too but thankfully when you bought the game for john and i played again with john not that long ago i kind of remembered how to play again and when i got back into it this time I remembered. So I mean there's still stuff I didn't remember how to do. Like like I forgot that if you hold like the minus button that's how you go to the map really quickly. Like I forgot how to do all that stuff. But I would just do it through the through the controls on the bottom where you push the digital pad back and forth and just I've been moving around like that. But, but Yeah, I've been playing Sunbreak pretty uh there's been like pretty much all that i've been doing i had a pretty busy week last week so i didn't really have a whole lot of time to to play anything because i was working like crazy but i when i finally got a chance when i finally edited multiple podcasts and got done with those i got a chance to play a game i played i played sunbreak and sunbreak has been cool so far um i know I, i've seen some people and they're right uh, that uh mentioning that it's you kind of have to grind for a while to get to the new stuff in sunbreak and you do, but uh, it doesn't really, I don't know. It doesn't really bother me because it's been such a long time since I've played monster hunter rise that I'm just happy to be back in it again. And they've added stuff to it that weren't, wasn't there before. Like, like damage, the, the amount of damage that you do is really nice. Like the damage numbers, like they weren't there before. I think they were only there when you're in the training mission. So it's nice to see like what you're actually doing with all your weapons and all that. Plus like, I think the best thing and John mentioned this when we were playing with you, um, is that now you can just run up walls. You don't have to like do the do the like um, the bug thing first. You can just walk right up to a wall and just start walking up the wall. So that so that really helps. You, you don't you don't have to do the the wire bug before that. So that's cool. And like and of course there's like follower missions. You can have people on there that aren't. You can have AI join you and not just uh, and not just online. But I've actually done. I've been doing pretty good. I haven't I haven't lost a battle yet, which is nice. It's nice because before I kind of gave up because I kept losing battles constantly but i haven't lost one yet i'm at like hunter rank 40 now or no 41 i'm at hunter hunter rank 41 and what's cool is uh you know rise and sunbreak they like they you know they're kind of they they work together like you're you're you don't have to start off start your hunter rank over when you go to sunbreak so like basically i was there was stuff that i still haven't done in rise and when I got to Hunter Rank Forty, it's like, oh hey, there's a new there's a new mission to go do in rise. So I went back to Rise and did that mission, and then I came back to Sunbreak. And you can jump between them really easy. Like you can just you can uh, jump in all the different parts of the levels just like you would in uh, in Kimura. You can go back and forth from Kimura and Elgato, which I think is hilarious because you know that's what I used to record video game footage with. <laughs> it's an Elgato, An Elgato with a T, but this is Elgato with a D. But still, it's like really, I mean, you you had to have been that had to have crossed your mind when you when you created this this uh, mythical village that's called uh, Elgato. Like, come on! I mean, I'm sure they had heard of heard of this the village of streamers. Game. The village of streamers. Yeah. So I mean, I don't know. It's kind of funny. But yeah, it's been. I've been. I've been having fun with it. I uh. I kind of. I kind of like gotten into um kind of hit a wall and, and rise because i i had gotten like the weapon that i thought was like the most powerful and you know and, and i couldn't really i couldn't really upgrade anymore so it kind of like halted the whole like loop of monster hunter that i like so much but i've already bought like two new weapons that are like that do almost like 100 more damage than my other one did so and i've and i've been they have this one weapon where i can basically take about 100 hit points off per shot if i hit them directly in the face which is pretty cool so I've been having a fun, a lot of t- a fun time just capping the fuck out of these motherfuckers on this game, and yeah, it's great to have Monster Hunter back. is what I'm saying. It's uh, I'm I have no problem throwing another hundred hours into that game because. Yeah, it's it's exciting. And it's cool that you can just that you can still like go back and forth. And you can, you know, you can take the stuff that you get from Sunbreak and you can go use it on those harder levels from Rise that you couldn't get through. So you can you can go back and finish all the extra free DLC that you didn't get through and all that. And that's that's basically what I've been doing, just jumping from one to the other and it's super seamless. And they've just they've just kind of done everything better, I think. Like instead of having like the different people that you can get the missions from, like the like like Rise did, now it's just all one person that has everything that you can just kind of just go to that person and get all the stuff. And everything that you could do in Rise, you can do in Sunbreak in the other town. Like, there's, like, a cat guy that you can talk to that does, like, meow scenarios and, like, the Buddy Dojo and, like, all that other shit. But it's all one person. You don't have to go to, like, a different area to just go do it. And it's all kind of, like, more streamlined. And, you know, you can still get your dangos and, and all that shit. Which you should. Always always eat your dangos, kids. Don't go out on an empty stomach. Fuck you up.
1: So is Sunbreak just, like, a whole separate town that you operate from?
2: Yeah, I mean it's a uh, yeah. Sunbreak is the is the town of Elgato. Like I said, is where is where you go to. But there, I mean, Got there's it. there's a story. Like you, uh, so you had to have beaten you had to have beaten Monster Hunter Rise. So you had to have, had to have beaten the Narwa, which is like the big guy that you fight with. um... It's crazy. There's like all these guns and stuff. Jeremy and I—I I helped Jeremy get through it. We we played it. We played it together. I remember I tried to. I was streaming it when I when I got through it, and it kept freezing. Like the stream kept freezing. So eventually, I think I just hopped off the internet to try to to try to finish it because it was so intense that it couldn't. That just was too much for Twitch. But yeah, all you have to do is is beat the Narwa, and then you and then there's um. When you get there, there'll be somebody by the gate of uh, of Kamara that you talk to that will take you to a mission where you fight uh, one of the crabs, the big crab bosses, which is which is new, which are new characters, and they're really annoying. But <laughs> you fight one of those, and once you fight those, you get on a boat and you go to Elgato, and the story continues on from there. So that's kind of oh, how that's it goes.
0: where I'm at. I'm stuck on the damn crab, but I've only tried it
2: once. Oh you haven't beat the crab yet? So so you haven't seen so you haven't seen Elgato yet. <laughs>
0: I actually ran out of time oh shit i was so pissed yeah I 'cause because he was running away a lot
2: so i'm like well he's got to be close to being dead but
0: for the record i did try it alone i didn't have anyone tag along so i'm gonna definitely do that next time
2: for the record i've actually been playing with online people all the time so that's i've mm-hmm. i've been everything that's what I should every time that i have been doing i've been doing like the um Whatever it's called, the like friend request thing where you put it out Mm. where people can join you. Like I, I do that every time, but what I've noticed is if you're doing any of the partner battles with the computer players, nobody can join you. So, so like if you if you're doing those, you have to do those single player. I mean, it'll be you and an artificial and an artificial intelligence person and all that and an AI with you, but you can't have anybody else join you so if you're trying to do that just keep in mind that it won't work that way but um yeah it's uh, wait, wait, i mean if you're if you're at this point in monster hunter like it's best to just do it with other people don't try to do it on your own because it's gonna be pretty fucking hard to do it if, if you don't but it's been it's been i've had no problem finding people like there have been people with me every time so it's been cool a lot of a lot of japanese names on there that i've saw that i've seen and it's actually i've noticed that the percentage of uh times that they capture the the monsters versus killing them it's gotten better. I remember I'm sure I talked about that last time about how everybody was capturing everything and you know if you capture the monsters in Monster Hunter you don't get the same amount of stuff that you can get from carving them and all that stuff so it seems like out of all the times I was playing there was only like two times that they captured them. So it's been like a better percentage of of not doing but but I'm already to like level 3 on the uh on like the whatever the the uh, Sunbreak Master rank. So I've just been kind of just like plowing through it you know but i'm not doing all the missions i'm just doing enough to get to the next level because i want to see the new monsters and stuff but it's cool like i said when i got to like hundred rank four i could go back and see a monster in rise that i've never seen before so i did see a new monster but in the game that i already had and that monster was fucking hard like that was probably the hardest one that i played but i was like really impressed that i made it through without without fainting even i don't think anybody on our team fainted as well so it was like i felt pretty cool like i've been it's been pretty flawless for the most part, like where it's been no faints. I think I had a couple I had a couple ones where I got knocked out. And I think it was mostly because of that stupid crab. Because that crab has some has some moves where it can uh really, really fuck you up. So and it's kinda hard to dodge the water and stuff like that. But the um so you probably haven't gotten to like the skill like the new skills and stuff like that, right? Nope, I haven't got past the
0: crab. Yeah. But like I said, I've only played the one time. I uh been very distracted this week with other stuff.
2: Yeah, because once you get past the crab, you get to, you get to Elgato, and then they they do like a little like they actually do have a tutorial thing where they teach you about uh, switch skills, which is basically you know where you press like what L. It's like L, X, and A, and you can switch between two different sets of skills. And there's new skills that, that are that are exclusive to Sunbreak that you get. And there's some pretty cool ones. Like like was it like the double the the double mini swords? You can like do a drill where you just like like drill directly into the face of the monster. And I was I just watched a video of like just the new skills. And there's some insane ones like with the bow. You can like jump really high in the air and like just like float above the guy and then just like shoot arrows like directly into their head like from the sky and. They got like they went like mad anime on this and just like let's like let's just do some fucking mm-hmm. weird ass moves in here and it's it's cool like there's some really cool shit that you can do like the only one that I've figured out so far I mean you have to unlock them throughout the game of course but the only one I have is one where you just like do the wire bug and just pull the guy towards you and then you just shoot him really close that's the only one that I can have so far for the for the light bow gun which I thought about giving up you know for a second but then I got those newer weapons that that are that actually you know do do a lot of more damage than my other one did so i've some so stuck with it but i did buy one of the bows just because i thought that move where you jump up in the air and shoot the guy in the head from the sky looked really cool so i wanted to so i wanted to try that but yeah monster hunter monster Hunter's is monster hunter and i heard that they already sold they already sold two million of uh sunbreak and it's only been out wow. for like three days or something like that so it's obviously there like there's still you know now is this
0: just on switch or is this like total sales
2: uh, I thought that was Switch sales. I think um, I think Sunbreak is on PC too, but I think where I read mm-hmm. that was from a Nintendo specific site. So, so yeah. Did it
1: launch across all the consoles at the same time?
2: No, it's it's only it's only on Switch and PC. It's not it's okay. not for a PS. It's not for PS Five or uh Xbox.
1: Gotcha. So actually, that's a monster it myself. So Jeremy kindly got me the the physical version a couple months ago, and I decided as long as I was going to disc replay this week. I traded it in my physical version, and I got the digital version because that was on sale.
2: Oh, okay. I thought <laughs> I thought you were going to say you're like, and since I since I went to Disc Replay, I was like, "Fuck Monster Hunter," and you just like, <laughs> gave, and you just sold it. I'll be like, "Oh no, no so no, sad." I, I should have started with it being on sale. <laughs> yeah, it was on
1: sale for it was like thirty dollars or whatever this week. You know, the big, the big, big old summer sale, whatever they call yeah,
2: it. Yeah, there was a big, there was a big sale across like all of Capcom's games. So,
1: so I just kind of thought, well, I think part of the reason I don't
2: play it as much as just
1: because it's i've had the physical version and you know mario maker 2 lives on my switch Mm -hmm. in in that cartridge slot so i went and traded it in got the physical version excuse me me, the digital version yeah and uh i I still haven't fired it back up yet just because i got so many other new games this week but my intent is there to dive back into monster
2: hunter it'll be easier uh, easier to get get back back into into. yeah yeah i mean it's a you know we we mentioned it before monster hunter is it's got a steep curve, like there's a lot of shit to it. But once you once you figure it out, it's fun and it's incredibly addictive. And it just, it brought me right back in to it. It's like, oh, hey, here we are. It's a, uh, I'm right back in. It's fun again. And, you know, I'm, I'm doing okay right now. I mean, I'm not getting my ass beat, but from what I've read in the reviews, you know you definitely will eventually <laughs> they, they, they'll get very hard but that's the that's the idea of the game that's the grind like that's what keeps me into it so much is the loop of you know like fighting big monsters and like getting parts from monsters to make even bigger guns mm-hmm. and better armor to go up against even crazier monsters like that's mm-hmm. that's the loop that's like you know you played it in breath of the wild breath of the wild pretty much stole all that shit from monster hunter same sort of thing where you take the monster parts and make things to help you fight bigger monsters and all that so
0: yeah there's always that hope that the shittier the monster you're going to get something really good from it which isn't always the case but the better armor comes from the harder stuff. Obviously. Oh, sure.
2: Yeah. I mean, also what sucks about it and wh- what's a big part of Monster Hunter is that a lot of times if you're looking for a specific thing or a specific armor or gun, you're going to have to fight like probably the same boss a few times until you get the exact stuff that you need to build the yeah. thing. Because I, I fought that fucking, uh, that vampire bat thing like a billion times to try to get the night owl gun that I had. So just because I needed this one specific thing that had like a smaller percentage of, you know, it's kind of like sort of like a loot box thing, like somewhat mm-hmm. like minus money and all that. But, you know, it, I was really happy when I finally got it and it felt really rewarding, but it did take me a few times to beat, to beat the guy before I got it. And you can't get it through capturing. So I was dealing with like people like, you know, trying to capture the monster and all that and not, not carve it and blah, blah, blah. But, but when you get it, it really feels great. Like if you're looking for a specific thing so it's also like the game will show you like if you're like it'll show you like the damage of whatever item and it'll tell you what exactly you need and and they're and, there, and, the, and the the way the van the way the um the weapon tree is set up it's set up by monster so if you want like the magnamalo gun or whatever it'll tell you like what you need to get from magnamalo to make that and same thing and my character's still wearing uh my uh magnamalo layered armor that i got from the magnamalo amiibo so my character's got like the crazy like Glowing like purple shit, like coming off the <laughs> the outfit and all that. And it's pretty pretty cool. I haven't changed it yet, but I got those other Monster Hunter amiibo too that I thought about scanning because I got like the Rathalos and I got like some stuff from Monster Hunter Stories. And I did look. I looked around for the new amiibo, but I haven't seen any anywhere yet. I think for the Monster Hunter one, I'd probably have to go to GameStop or something like that to find it. But I looked around. I looked around Target, and all I saw was I saw a byleth which I haven't seen before. But I didn't get it because I was always partial to the female bilith, not the male one, and that's the only one you can get. So whatever. But but yeah, that's kind of that's kind of where I'm at on uh, Monster Hunter. I do recommend uh, Jeremy just like just like look up a video of just the new skills in Monster Hunter. That's what I did. Just watch the YouTube of all the new stuff that was added to Sunbreak, and just look at what they are because they're really cool. Like there's there's a lot of cool shit you can do now that's that's been added. So I found I found yeah, that I kind of I kind of
0: plan on just doing that in general. Just doing a. Uh... Probably, like watch a tutorial video, then go back to one of the earlier missions and just kind of something I know that's not going to be too challenging and just try to remember because what I'm really missing was how good I was getting with the wire bug with recovering using uh-huh. using it, and I forgot how to do that. That's pretty crucial to some of the harder monster fights to be able to recover like right away
2: oh for sure yeah I mean that was something that I don't maybe I just forgot how to do it or it wasn't in the original one but I've just been using like y a to just like use the wire bug to just like pull you out of the way really quickly when they when mm-hmm. they charge at you and that really helps and that's the same thing where you can charge right at them and then shoot and shoot in their face and all that stuff which I've done a couple times when I feel like You know, I feel like I might want to get hurt or whatever. And I don't know. I don't know if it's just me or just that I haven't played the game in a while, but I felt like it looked better. Like just maybe the update made it a little bit. It looks
0: fucking fantastic.
2: I thought it like, I thought it popped a lot more and I felt like there were some parts that I remember that the, that the textures were kind of muddy, that actually they looked like more, they look better now. Like they look less blurry. So maybe they upped it a little bit when they, when they added like the DLC stuff for, for Sunbreak and all that. So. But but I'm enjoying it. I'm enjoying it thus far. I think it's I think it's cool. I'm sure at some point one of these nights we'll have to jump on and do a thing and all that. And I I recommend just trying to get just trying to get past that crab guy because once you get to Elgato, you can you can play whatever level mission you want to from there from that one lady. So like just get to Elgato and then and you can do like the one like the main hub ones, but you can also do like the the lesser the easier ones too if you want to like at, at the same time. And it's all kind of the same thing, so you can just fuck around with that. And I think you have to, I think you have to get to like level three before you start getting into the partner, the partner missions. But those are cool. Cause like I said, you get, you get skills and stuff from doing those. Like you, you unlock shit for, for, for doing the partner missions and, and then you get, you know, you get partners to use and all that. If you don't want to use online all the time, but I recommend just playing online, especially if you play late. If you play like late, like I do, you play with a lot of Japanese people because they're, you know, because it's like 7, 7 p.m. You. over there and I'm playing at like four in the morning or whatever, you know.
0: Oh, I will. I mean, I I will I will be playing this. I just it was just a busy week.
2: I do wish that the icon would change on the menu. I mean, it's dumb, but I wish it I wish it said sunbreak instead of uh, instead of rise. And and it and the demo the demo had a different icon. It had like that really cool purple icon that said sunbreak. But I was hoping that since I'm since I got the DLC that it would change the icon. But it's still, it's still the same. So that that's kind of disappointing. I mean, it's you know it's like one second that you see it on your menu. But I just wanted to. Mm-hmm. I want it to look different. I want it to look newer. Like I'm not, I mean, I understand I'm playing the same game and all that, but, but I want it to, I, I like, I like the design. I like like the dark purple design of the, of the sunbreak stuff. And I want, I want that one instead, but, but whatever, that's what I was trying to do mostly. So I could have a, you know, have a good grasp on it to come in here and talk about monster hunter and all that. Cause it's a big release coming out this week and all that stuff. And I, yeah, I'll, I'm, I'll be, I'll be playing it good into the rest of the year. I'm sure it's going to be one of those games. I'm sure it'll be on my list, even though it's DLC. But, you know, we, I think we've allowed a DLC to be on our tops, top, whatever. So, yeah, it's fine. Did you have anything else you want to say about it, Jeremy? Or you're just like still just trying to get into it.
0: No, I mostly I'm just, ha- just like hearing from you and it kind of I mean, I ended up getting it because of you originally anyway. You're the one that hyped it up for me. So
2: it's more monster. I think it, you,
0: you got me a little more excited for yeah. it, hearing what I have to look forward to. Yeah, yeah. I'm going to try to play more of it this week than I did this past week
2: yeah the only the only complaints i've heard is that you kind of have to grind for a while to get the new monsters which is what i said but but i like that it doesn't really bother me like because i like because i i enjoy fighting the monsters so it's fine and you're still as long as you're still unlocking shit and you're still buying new armor and all that like that's the that's the loop for me is i just want to you know you play through a thing and you go see what you have and see how much you can upgrade yourself and then you go do another and you come back and look what you need and that's what that's what keeps you into it and it's just making yourself stronger like that's that's what i do it for so, but uh speaking of 100 plus hour games, I also have to because it's July now. I had I had to dip back into Xenoblade Chronicles 2. Hello Xenoblade. How have you been? Uh I just uh, I just played it a little bit just to just to figure out like where I was where I was at, you know, and what I'm and what I'm doing and all that stuff. So, I didn't do um I didn't do a whole lot, but I I realized that since I bought I bought the Torna edition or the whatever, the Torna Country whatever the fuck it's called. You you get all this extra DLC stuff for Xenoblade Chronicles 2. So, um, so I got all these like uh, legendary cubes and like rare cubes and all that, and I saw that there's silhouettes now in the in the uh, blade when it shows like your blade collection. There's a silhouette of Shulk and Dunban and all these characters from Xenoblade Chronicles One. So, so you should be able to unlock those. But I've tried using my legendary blades, and I was only able to unlock like some other like weird anime looking ones, but not but not a uh, Shulk yet. So. Anybody who's listening, I know there's one of you that knows how to do this. Uh let me know how how to get how to get to uh to a uh, Shulk and all that stuff. But I mean, I'm not really my, my characters are pretty leveled up, so I don't really have a hard time fighting. Like I'm on like this big big airship thing, which I thought was the end of the game, but I looked Where I I was at on my save, save. and I'm in chapter 8, and there's 10 chapters, so I do have two more to go, but I was just kind of running along, just same thing as, like you are saying with Monster Monster Hunter, just trying to figure out how to fucking play this game again, because it's been a long time. But it wasn't that hard to jump into the battles, and I was winning, you know, again, like I was before, so. I'm really, I am really excited about Xenoblade Chronicles 3 not having a million fucking blades that you have to manage this time, because that was really what killed Xenoblade Chronicles 2 for me, it's like all those fucking... How how you have to, how there's like the gotcha mechanic, and you gotta like, in, in, and You got to unlock these certain blades, and like, and you need like specific skills from each one to even unlock certain like treasures and do certain missions. And it kind of just it just destroys the pace of everything. Like that was my problem. Like I, I like the story, I like the characters. It is like super anime, and some of the characters are super horny. Like like we talked before about about Mithra and Pyra's like you know basketball sized boobs and all that stuff. And yeah, it's it's a little it's a little ridiculous. Thankfully, three is kind of going back to like the more realistic look of the characters in one. You know, kind of like the more sort of down-to-earth Xenoblade Chronicles X, uh, one type design, but, but I do like, but I do like the characters in there. I mean, and it was, you know, the big thing about Xenoblade is the, the, the environments are always gorgeous. Like they look, they look incredible no matter what you're doing, everything in the background looks fucking cool as shit. And, you know, as we said before, the creators of Xenoblade also did Breath of the Wild and Animal Crossing even. So, I mean, they're like, they're like Nintendo's powerhouse of, of creators that go and do all this cool shit? Like, I think they approached Monolith specifically because of all the stuff they did with Xenoblade Chronicles X before Breath of the Wild. So, I mean, if you like that stuff, then you kind of like Xenoblade because they because uh, they were involved in it. But I'm gonna try to I'm gonna try to have like a Xenoblade Chronicles update every week until we get Xenoblade Chronicles three at the end of the at the end of the month. So. That's my plan with that, so I'll will keep on that because I know I made promises to the listeners that I would that I would finish that game before three comes out, and I think I can do it. I, I just need to. I just we need, believe in you. I just need some time, and I just getting too. I just work too damn much, but yeah, but I got some time this week to to dive to dive into it. So that'll be that. And uh, what was it in between in between episodes? They added they added more stuff to um the Sega Genesis, Nintendo Switch Online stuff. Yes, I don't know if any of you messed around with that. I, I I definitely messed around with uh you know fucking game that I every time I play it I think it's gonna be great for some reason and it's not yeah and that's Comic Zone which we've Comic talked Zone. about and and what I forgot is so stupid about that game is you just you you lose life for doing nothing you lose life yeah. for just like standing in place like this is fucking you l- stupid lose life for like hitting a barrel <laughs> there's explosive yeah.
1: barrels and whatever but if you like it's so dumb just hit the barrel. And uh, putting your fist to the barrel
2: that takes away a little bit of life stupid things like that yeah and there's like no and there's no power ups and you only have one life and there's no continues and Um,
1: that's a game that could be great
2: (laughs) with just a few small tweaks it looks great like
1: it was almost there. It's, it looks great. It feels great. The it graphic looks great,
2: and I like—I love the comic book stuff, obviously, because I'm super—you know—big into superheroes and all that. But
1: really creative, especially for the time.
2: Yeah, I was yeah. like, I was like, I can do. It. I was like, you know, I got rewind. I got safe state. I'm gonna try. To, I'm gonna give this a go again. And I'm like, oh, like, yeah. There's like, I can't find any power ups. Like, I can't find any way to get my life back. And and yeah, it's. Yeah. I, I guess the, the idea is like your your life is the ink, right? So whenever you move, like it it uses more ink, and that's why you lose life, like while you're moving. But also, it's like it's a terrible idea Like why for for a game that you're trying to live in. You know, like it it makes it really difficult for you to actually live when it's like everything you do reduces your life. So it's like, what the fuck? But I, but I tried uh, it. I tried it anyway, because that's just one of those games in the back of my mind that I really liked. It was just, yeah, they just kind of shot themselves in the foot with their own dumb designs on it. You know, like there's so many great things about,
1: about it. And I I feel you on on that. Like every time I start that game up, I'm like, this is going to be, great this is going to be cool and there's so many parts of it that are great and that are cool it's just that difficulty is so out of whack it's almost like they didn't do any play testing they just you know made a, a game that developers thought were great yeah that was great and fun and they didn't actually like hand hand it to some you know 12 year old kid or whatever and and be like you were having see didn't get do that, yeah. you know what I mean like they should they should I, I wouldn't mind honestly if they went in now and made a few tweaks and there's ever a game that made that, that warranted one of those sp modes like, yeah give me a comics go comic zone sp mode where like that kind of bs doesn't happen where if i like punch something you know i don't lose life just for for doing the basic movement of the game
2: yeah they i don't think they've done any any sp stuff for the sega app yet but yeah, i don't think so but they should like, uh, I mean, yeah, it's, it's a shame because yeah, it, the game was, the game was really ambitious and I remember when it came out, I Still didn't worth playing. Yeah. I remember when it, I remember seeing like advertisers for it, obviously, cause it was in the comic books that I was reading and I'm like, oh, this game looks great. I didn't have a Genesis, but you know, I wanted to play it obviously. And I always wanted to play it. Yep, and then I th- and then I finally played it later. I don't remember how exactly I played it. Maybe it was I un- it, it might have been your copy. Don't you have a copy of it, John?
1: I do. Yeah, I got the game for my thirteenth birthday. It might have been and through the, you. I still have the box and everything. I'm wondering what's the, what's the worth of that game now because it, it was a late era Genesis game, it came out in 1995, and it has you know some renown. people like it.
2: I like They're it
0: being pushed a lot when the Nomad came out.
2: <laughs> I think it was yeah, true to try to make it and well, I mean, I mm-hmm. guess Nomad was I did think, you know, at the time I thought Nomad was like the coolest thing ever. Like I never saw one in life, but I hearing about it, you know, obviously, you know, we're having podcasts here about the Switch and yeah, you know, I love the idea of having of having the ability to go handheld and on a TV whenever you want to in gaming. Like
0: I hear the screens are shit, oh. especially
2: well the Japanese version of I'm on price charting right now. The, com, the the
1: the Japanese version of Comic Zone for the Mega Drive on the low end it's saying nine hundred and fifty one dollars 49 cents not true for the the genesis one unfortunately that's 2284 (laughs) big difference there but geez i saw that 951 dollars first my heart just like leapt out of my chest
2: i saw somebody i mean i see somebody selling it for like for like uh 90 dollars but that's with the with the full like uh, cardboard case and all that or you know i don't think i don't think it had a plastic.
1: No, I had a cardboard
2: one for some reason. Oh, I know why, because it came with
1: a CD. It came with like a, um, it, it had nothing to do with the game. It, it came, it was like a, some music company just paired up with them and said, hey, we want to put out our sampler CD. And that's actually how I first heard of, what's his name? Oh, uh, man. The guy sings Danzig. That's how I first heard of Danzig was off that CD that came with Comic Zone. How weird. Yeah, it was, Whatever oh that label was that he was on, they paired up with, Com- with Sega and they just put out this CD and that—that's what made it a, a, a cardboard version versus the traditional Genesis, hmm. you know, plastic case. So I still have that CD somewhere as well.
2: It might be worth something. I mean, I, I saw people selling it with the box for for more than that, for like around like seventy or eighty. But uh, I'm I'm sure. I mean, I'm sure you mentioned you noticed it because you know because you recognize it, right? But uh, but the game Zero Wing was also added. To the to the Genesis oh, yeah. app, and that's the all Agen your bases all are your base. belong to us. Yeah, yep. that game is on there now. Which I mean, it's just like a, sh- a shoot 'em up game, but I didn't I didn't know that was what that was from. You know, I just kind of just knew of it as a random. Heard thing. the
1: game's pretty good too, besides that meme.
2: But yeah, that's a uh, you should try that out. Not to mention the thing that I think is the coolest on this update is uh, the Mega Man game, the Mega Man the Wily Wars, which is basically it's like the first three Mega Man games, the NES games, but they're on Genesis, so they're basically like. What if Mega Man 1, 2, and 3 had like Super Nintendo style graphics? And they look really good.
0: It's like Mega Man All-Stars.
2: Yeah, pretty much. Yeah. And there's an extra one on there too that's not a numbered one, but there's another thing to play in there. But I mean, I'd, I mentioned before Mega Man 3 was like my favorite, what I think is the personal best of the new, of the old Mega Mans. And it's cool to play it, you know, like the more souped up, like a 16 bit version of it and all that and yeah it's cool and it was it was only on uh it was only on the genesis mini before it was released on uh on the switch so that's like another thing like when they added Star Fox 2 on here it's like kind of along the around, along the same lines so i mean as far as like an american releases you know so that's that's cool that's definitely worth worth playing on there but yeah check it out and there's a what is it target earth another one in there that i <laughs> this it's just a dude jumping around i don't know anything about that game but yeah i'm, I'm glad they're still adding shit to genesis because we haven't heard anything else about uh nintendo about the nintendo 64 or anything like that so they gotta throw some sort of something to us to us expansion pack members and all that but that's what i've been playing for the week
0: cool we well, already i already talked about rise the little amount i played of it but one of the main reasons i didn't play much of rise is because i've been playing so much other stuff in which I'll get to the game both John and I have played here in a second, but um, one of the big things this week was I decided, well, okay, for fir- first off, I hadn't played any of the Live Alive demo last week when we spoke, so I played through three oh, yeah, of yeah. the scenarios, or two of the scenarios.
2: Oh, you played all the way through?
0: Halfway through the third scenario, yeah. How
2: how long are they, each of the scenarios, about, do you think? like 20 three to hours? 30
0: minutes, depending on how fast you go through it.
2: Oh, really? Is that short? Like, but that's yeah. not. It's not like all of it, right? Short, it's, or yeah. is it only just? Giving it's not you a the piece whole
0: scenario. It? it just gets you to a point. You're like, this is all you can play of this story. Oh, Okay, but you it... can pick up if you buy the full copy.
2: Okay, I was wondering because I wanted to try to play through what was available on there, but I wasn't sure if they were giving you the whole scenario or not. Obviously not, because no. if they're like multiple hour things, that would be that would be a lot of a free game there. You know,
0: I still stand by that Square puts out some of the best demos, but this is definitely it you think it's going to be longer than it is because it's three different scenarios and this supposedly huge game, but yeah, I'd say you're, you're looking at maybe an hour for each scenario. If you put some time into it, probably even less, if you just kind of rush through it. Mm. Also, I think once you rush through it, I don't think you can go back to it, but I could be wrong.
2: What I mean, what do you think of it? Like if you, uh, which, did you play uh which one, which ones have you played?
0: I played the, uh, the one that takes place in feudal Japan. Then I played the one that took place in the distant future. And then the other one's like something with China. Yeah. And that's the one where you're trying to find people to replace you. You're like a sense... Or not a sensei, but like a... Something along those lines like a a fighting master looking to have people take over your style. Um, More of the Japanese... Or sorry, more of the Chinese kind of view. Or like the Japanese view of Chinese martial arts is coming through a lot. But um, I don't know. I really liked it. I mean, it's like a pretty basic RPG, but it looks really good. And I think each... Each different game has its own like it stands apart in some way like the, the you know the one the, the most fun one was the, the, the one where you're the samurai because you can kind of hide in the shadows make yourself invisible yeah, you
2: like, get that invisibility cloak thing that you can hold up and I like how you can. They see like the little corner like falls over like it's like it's made of cloth and all that. That's a nice
0: The distant future one's weird because you're like an AI creature, but only you're well, you're like a robot, but only your creator really like believes you're an actual like sentient being. Everybody else just thinks you're basically a walking uh wash like trash can or whatever. Huh. So you'll see in, in like when you're exploring the spaceship because you're on a spaceship, um, you'll find like earlier prototypes of you that are just laying around that don't work and it's kind of strange but
2: it's mean, it fun that's cool though i mean it's
0: kind of like they're some, all uh... they're all wildly diverse and yeah the the future one definitely is gonna be a strong chrono trigger vibe like you know kind of the the whole future setting and chrono trigger sort of was harkening back to that i really like it though i mean i'm gonna buy it i just i spent so much money this week on other stuff mm-hmm. and just decided yeah
2: it's still not out yet so, well,
0: it's okay. Yeah, it's still not out technically.
2: It's coming out like a, the week before Xenoblade. So, it's coming out like the second to last week of July.
0: Well, then in that case, I'll probably get it.
2: It's coming out the release. 21st, I believe. The 22nd or the 29th? Or the 21st to 22nd, because Xenoblade comes out the 29th.
0: But I think I like it enough that I would. um I be, I'm kind of interested to go back and maybe try not to kill so many people in the Samurai mission. Like, maybe I would just restart that one. But it seems like. There's no choice but to at least kill some people. So I don't know. If there if it is possible to get through it without killing anybody, that'd be kind of a fun little challenge. But so far I, I haven't found that. Um, so I bought a couple of PS4 games this week. There was a big sale on PS4 and I borrowed or I borrowed I we found a charger of shauna's a charging cord that actually works really well for my playstation controller so now i can finally
2: Uh, the micro whatever the and
0: actually the reason why we hooked up the playstation Four was to watch a a dvd that she had purchased at the dollar store Mm -hmm. and so i was like well this seems right it's called a boxcar bertha if you guys want to look
1: it up (laughs) boxcar uh, bertha (laughs) yeah 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 uh
0: it's a very interesting movie but it's got david carradine in it But we watched that, and then uh, afterwards, I was like, well, hey, I can actually play PlayStation now. So it was already hooked up, you know, and on the TV. And I'm like, well, let's see what's on sale. And I went to the Super Sale or whatever the PS4 version is, and it was, yeah, two games I really, really wanted. I picked them up. I picked up Bloodborne, and I picked up Hitman 3 because I've heard so much from John about Hitman 3. Finally, I was just like... Yes! It was about, I think it was like 20 bucks for the... Oh, well worth it. And it wasn't the game of the year, so I don't get all the added content, but there's still a lot there, so... Um, being able to actually play and save, and it's 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 fun. I put a I put about an hour or two into it. And I I have accomplished nothing. I've just been going around causing mm-hmm. mischief and stabbing That's people with screwdrivers. Far. Yeah. Once I found the screwdriver, I was like, this is the best way to kill people.
1: Cause isn't the throwing so satisfying? It is. It's like the, it's the best throwing that I've ever experienced in a game. It's just the the I don't know the timing of it, and then that mm-hmm. sound that it makes when it hits. It's just like so satisfying
0: yeah there's some glitch in one of the early hitmans where you could like throw your briefcase and it became a deadly weapon i remember that being a thing i think they actually made it a feature in a later game but i i just like the it's like you have kind of said a lot you know we don't have to get too much into it but i do like the environmental storytelling that's all over yes. the place in that game and people having conversations and it definitely does feel like a living breathing world you're in and um mm-hmm. And that like increases the tension too, but then I also learned, you know, I put it on casual mode. I get stab a few people and then just hide in a in a in a trunk and then everybody doesn't care anymore. So yeah. I've been yeah, saving just, it, yeah. I've basically just been causing mischief. I haven't accomplished anything yet, but I like it so far. I tried hooking up. I don't know whether or not that disc you gave us will give us extra content in hitman 3 i thought you might have said something about that at some point but i haven't gotten that to work if that is the case but i did load it up too and got it installed i just haven't played it yet but yeah they say
1: if if you have you know a previous one or two then you're able to to access those files within within game three so you don't have to basically switch between games you just play one Eventually, if you want to do it that way,
2: yeah, because that, that's because that's how you got Hitman One and Two like through three. So I thought that yeah, you correct, could play them all through one thing.
1: Yep, I'm I'm but, glad you I'm glad you got it because man, I got so much enjoyment out of that game. I still get enjoyment out of it. Um, I think I'm near 500 hours on that game now. Uh, it's just a giant
0: puzzle box, and I love it. And uh, yes, it is. so I've it's just a, it's a really good game to play on a big nice TV and um with headphones. so You can really the ambient sound because I think mm-hmm. sounds pretty important in this game when you're trying to be. Scriptitious of the things you do so yep yeah it's fun i'm I'm glad i got it and uh i'm gonna try my best to get through submissions and have a little bit more to talk about in the future but for now just causing trouble just the same thing i do in gta 5 whenever i boot it up i just go around and cause trouble i don't actually accomplish anything unless i put my mind to it and decide it's time to do something
1: yeah that's exactly the reason to play you know hitman or, or gta I think there's something a little bit more, um, personally between those two series, it's a little bit re- more re- rewarding to to follow the rules in Hitman when you choose to do so, just because it is such a giant, what, uh, what do they, what do they call those? What do they call those machines where, where like you hit a ball and the ball rolls down the, Rube to, yeah, Rube Goldberg. It's a, it's a giant Rube Goldberg machine. So if you want to play by the rules, it's really fun and satisfying to see how each little thing affects the next. Yeah, but if you want to mess around too that's just just as fun so i i, I, I don't know, i'm excited to hear more of your thoughts on the series mm-hmm. as, you, as you play it
0: yeah switching out the costumes and getting access to other the areas that's pretty genius and i like that mm-hmm. mechanic of the game a lot and so i've been all over the place in dubai i've managed to get as far as i can tell i've been like most of the, of the place i just haven't actually done anything i'm supposed to do yet i tried going just on stage while that guy was getting inaugurated and stabbing him with a screwdriver but i got shot uh, yep. i was like what will happen if i just walk up and stab him <laughs> and I, I died very quickly he died too though um and so yeah that and then um bloodborne was the other game i bought and so i'm just kind of on a on a tear here for from soft games this is the fourth one i've purchased this
1: year um wasn't your goal to play one of these games? I think you ruined your goal. <laughs>
0: My goal is to beat one you're of them. You're supposed to beat so one I and you have, have not you
2: have not done that yet. Well, but but no. if you play enough of the other ones, you'll be able to beat that fire troll or whatever you're stuck on for uh for so. Elden Ring, right? If you if you play but enough of the you, other ones, eventually you'll gain the skill to get through it.
0: But let me tell you, Bloodborne is really cool. I really like it. It's I like it better than Dark Souls already. Um it feels like Blood It feels like Elden Ring, I think a lot of the systems. Came from Bloodborne that are in it, or you know, or, or um, you know, like nuanced versions of those systems, so it's got a cool environment. You know, I've never really looked into it that much, I just kind of assumed it was the same sort of like medieval, you know, kind of thing that Elden Ring and Dark Souls are, but no, it's like a uh, Victorian England kind of, so it's kind of like uh, Jack the Ripper times or whatever, like um and it's about werewolves, not zombies. So, I don't know, just that makes it cool, because you're just like... It's it's like vampires and werewolves, essentially.
2: Yeah, it's like more of a horror game. So it's kind of uh-huh. what I got from it.
0: And so far, I really like it. Um, you can grind in it, so that's good. I've been able to level up several times, and um, I've made it to the first boss, but I have not been able to beat them yet. Um, but uh, I'm having a lot of fun with it. It's more of a you know more on rails because the levels are very you know precisely designed and stuff so it's more like the dungeon levels in Elden Ring you know you're not really getting the open world experience per se but i kind of like the i kind of like the structure there's not a map in it either so you do kind of it's kind of nice to have more structure for that reason because as far as i can tell there's not a map you can get kind of a little bit of a radar sort of thing around you i think wait no 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 you can't even do that i'm thinking of hitman <laughs> No, there's nothing. There's no like um there's no way to like look at a map and see where you're supposed to go. You just gotta run around and do it. And you so instead of the uh round table hold like an elden ring, the alternate reality is called the warrior's dream. And basically you just go to this like kind of like heaven purgatory kind of place and talk to this weird doll, and she helps you level up. And there's all these little weird babies. Th- skeleton zombie things that are called little ones and they're like actually good they worship you and they're kind of communicating with you and helping you go between realms and stuff so it's got that same weird ass wacky ass blood ring or elden ring vibe but lots of blood it's very blood-based i mean it's right there in the name but everything is blood-based like to heal you're drinking blood or you're injecting blood in yourself and different types of blood or how you cure different status effects and you need certain types of blood stones to upgrade your weapons and um, blood echoes are, are the uh, it's very similar to runes and Elden ring. They are the currency and the um, XP, so to speak. So you lose that, you lose it all. That's still the same. What's different about this is like um, if you lose, if you die somewhere, sometimes your blood echoes will just be laying on the ground for you to go back to, but sometimes they'll just go into a random enemy nearby. So if you don't like keep your eyes peeled, for that enemy, you might think you completely lost them, but look for the enemy with the glowing eyes. And they're the ones that have your blood echoes. So fun game. Uh, it has guns in it. That's another strange thing, <laughs> but they're kind of, but they're like, think of a little bit like Bayonetta where they were more like, um, even though they're guns, they're still more of a melee thing. Like they're part of to put into your combos and stuff. And they're really effective for like drawing enemies away from groups. So you can kind of like pick them off one by one because there's a lot of enemies like all over the place. It's like hordes of enemies in this first zone. And you can kill all of them if you pick them off one by one. But much like other Souls games, I think you're rewarded more for running past them and you know, sort of knowing where you're supposed to go next. And uh so I can run straight to the boss for the most part, but where's the fun in that? You know, I kinda wanna gather the experience. So I've got a little grindy spot I figured out, and I'm up to level seventeen, I think. Well, hold on, you start at level 10. Yeah, I think I'm at level 17 and having a good time with it. So just another distraction from finishing Elden Ring, I guess. But I've, I knew I was going to buy this eventually, and this turns out to be the week that I did. And it's great. I recommend it to anyone who likes the Souls game. If you haven't played Bloodborne, give it a try. It's, it's very solid. I think it's a lot less convoluted and easier to get into, but maybe that's because I, because I've played more of the other ones now. But to me, it seems more accessible than the soul, the dark souls games and probably even more accessible than Elden Ring, to be honest. Cool. But that's it.
2: Well, except for that well, game that you and John both played. Oh, right, right, right. Which we, which we all have, but I still haven't cracked it yet. <laughs> Cause uh, like I said, didn't have that much time to play and I just wanted to play monster hunter. So it it took over for everything else.
0: Well, I know John's probably played a lot more of it, but I've I got played a lot of it. Yeah. I played, I, I played a couple hours of it. Um, I just love, so I'm talking about the Portal collection. I just love these games. They're just, they're just like um, comfort food, like a lot of other games are for me. Like, I can just load them on and just kind of blank out and just zen out while I play them, you know. And uh, so I'm to the last boss, or, you know, there's really only one boss, Portal. That's where I'm at on the first game. And then I played about an hour or two of the second one. But I've played through both these games multiple times. So I don't need to say too much, John, if you want to talk about your impressions of them
1: right so i didn't play um much of portal but i played jumped into portal 2 and you know i said last week that i i'd never played portal 2 i don't know why but i guess i forgot that i did because like all these all these levels <laughs> seem familiar to me i was like wait i did yeah. play this You like, remember why, did all I, that? Yeah. why did i forget i i think that i so i i i I bought it in like 2014 on my old MacBook, and it did not run well, and so I just stopped playing it. And then I guess I don't know if I totally forgot when I got my new MacBook, I I you know went on my Steam account and it was still available there, and so I I played it again. I'm still not certain that I actually beat it, but so far, as far as I've gotten, and I've already gotten, I would say 75 percent into the game. I I've, I've seen everything before so if I'm remembering all of it from before I don't know why I completely forgot that I did actually play through this game but yeah I'm I'm enjoying it I'm I'm enjoying it again uh, it's it's just such a solid solid experience um talk about an example of uh, of like a perfectly executed idea an interesting idea like on its surface, when you hear about the idea, you're like, oh, I want to play that game. Then you play it. And it's just fantastic. I think that's the magic of portal. It's a simple idea, very well executed. And one thing I was thinking about today as I was playing, it was like, like, I don't know if that any other medium would convey this idea as well as video games, some other, some games you think, Oh, well, that could have been a movie or that could have been, you know, a book or whatever. and, and, maybe would have been just as good in that medium, but I, I can't see how portal movie or XYZ would be as good as this video game. It's just so perfectly suited for video games and it's, it's it's so innately appealing. In fact, I handed it off uh, today. I was playing with my nephew. My nep- I, I gave my nephew portal one. I said, here, play this. And he's, he's a uh, you know, six years old. And I was kind of like, I don't know, maybe, maybe you'll get it, maybe you won't. Maybe this is like one of those brain development things that just, it doesn't happen, like spatial reasoning. I don't know what age that that really solidifies. And you certainly need that for this game. But he got it. You know, after the first couple of levels, Like he, he said, oh, wait a minute, when I go in here, I come out there. And I kind of helped him along with that idea. I, I explained like in the room that we were in, I was like, say we shot a portal onto this wall over here. If I were to walk in here, then I would come out behind us over there. When I said, said that, then he really got it. And he was figuring out all the puzzles on his own, and he got probably 15 puzzles in before he got a little too frustrated and we went on to something else. But he really enjoyed that game, and he said, "You know, I've, I, I think I've had enough right now, but I definitely want to play it again later. Uh-huh. He was really, really into it. So that's, it's just such a great concept, well-executed. That's, that's the magic of portals.
0: Yeah, it's um, it's like a dream or... I don't know. It's like one of those ideas you'd have as a kid made into a game. I think like, I, I just want a game where I could just warp from here to there, whatever I want. Um, I think it's a lot, a lot like a kind of a, if you played half-life Two, it's kind of the gravity gun, you know, like um, it's, they took the gravity gun. They're like, what else cool. What could we can do? Cause the gravity gun was pretty cool, but what would be even better? And so there's been all these like dreams of the portal gun coming to a half-life game ever since like, bring half-life three out and have the portal gun in it would be so amazing. But I think that people have done mods where they've added the half, the portal gun to half-life two, and it looks fun. I want to try it, but to see that in an actual like game where you're fighting would be kind of fun because right now it's, it's like a puzzle game and there's very, very minimal fighting in it. And it's still mostly puzzle based really how it works when you're fighting against turrets and stuff. But Mm -hmm. um, I would love to see that, see the portal in another valve title. Not just in the Portal game specifically.
2: Isn't Half Life older than Portal? Right? Like it's it is, yeah, yeah. yeah. I, I never played. I never played in the Half Life game. Well, the first Portal came out people, as a. It, it was uh, an orange box, right? Yeah, it was the
0: orange box. Mm-hmm.
2: That was a nineteen ninety eight game, by the way.
1: Great year for games. Mm-mm.
0: The orange box was. Or
1: oh, Half Life was. Half-life I don't think
0: because uh, yeah Portal I think came out in like two thousand three or two thousand four, maybe even later. But, yeah, it was an arbacular drop, that PC game that they basically bought out the studio that made it and hired all those people to work on Portal. And it was the right decision because we got some really good games out of it. And Portal 2 is fantastic. Um, got to play that multiplayer. If you ever get a chance, find someone to play it with.
2: Yeah, uh, have you? Have we got to do that. Has Has you anybody, have, have, you, have any of you tried? Can you randomly? I have not. Can you randomly match up with somebody or does it have to be a friend? I didn't try that yet.
0: I haven't tried, I'm not sure I'm wondering how
2: that works, yeah, I didn't uh I failed i didn't I didn't try any of it. I didn't start it at all, but it, like I said, I didn't have much time, so it's just it's just like well these games yeah. look
0: really good too, like the aesthetic of them is oh yeah, really clean and minimalistic for a certain part with some junk laying around, I think that that just works really well in the execution, and you're kind of like, I just love like you know the dialogue with Gladys. Or I guess it's, a it's so
1: well-written that really elevates. I mean, it could have just been a fun puzzle game, but, but that humor just keeps you know enticing you along in addition to, to, you know, wanting to see what level is next. You're just like, I want to, I want to hear these witty sayings that, that she's going to say, I want to hear her, you know, take me down uh, sarcastically, but it's, it's, it's one of the most well-written games that I think I've ever, I've ever played. So consistent all throughout. It's, you wouldn't. Here's the thing: it's like you wouldn't expect that this, you know, 3D first-person puzzle game to make you laugh, but this makes you laugh out loud consistently. And the the, the jokes are not just like one-off joke. I mean, there, there's those in there too. That there's like one-liners and stuff in there, but there's sort of like long-form jokes in there too. Like she'll tell you after the ne- f- next two tests, I've got a special surprise waiting for you, and she'll tease like the surprise, and she teases like it's I got somebody who wants to meet you. It's two people, a man and a woman who you've been wanting to see your whole life. And of course you're thinking, Oh, I'm going to meet my mom and dad. And then at the end of that next test, she's like, actually I was lying to you. You know, I'm sorry. It wasn't, it wasn't uh, your mom, and dad aren't here or whatever. It, uh, like there's these long jokes that are set up throughout levels and stuff that says, Oh, well, they actually put some planning into the, to integrate the writing along with the, along with the game design. Mm-hmm. There's things that were like, you'll see, She'll say something three levels beforehand, and then you'll see, uh, you know, the design of the next, you know, test reflects what she said. Yeah, I think that the writing was done in sync with the actual design of this game, and it wasn't just an afterthought. And uh, it, just, it, it uses the humor so well, like that.
0: I think in Portal Two, well, it's all fat shaming, but she's like, um, "You're the only subject who's ever gained weight." after yep. coming out of hibernation and then she's like you step on this thing it's called the aerial faith plate which is kind of hilarious it's the thing that you jump on but all, all the stuff in the you know you've got the companion cube and the oh, everything's just got funny names for what it is because it's supposed to sound super like like the hr Science named yeah. everything yeah well it's like hr named everything to make it less dangerous sounding but um you get on this thingy and you bounce up and you can't bounce up high enough she's like oh well it wasn't ready for someone of your generous proportions hold on i need to adjust it and you actually do this like three or four times and she just keeps me oh fine i'm gonna move the wall down like right
1: and it, all does, while it really builds
0: bounce, on itself yeah
1: and as you bounce up every time you're seeing the little guy voiced by Stephen merchant who's oh, like the been, you, yeah yeah who has been uh sort of hiding in the woodwork all throughout he's trying to you know work behind the scenes and whatever you haven't seen him in a while. You bounce up, and then he's like, "There, he's talking." Like, "Hey, hey, wait a second, hey." Wait, wait, wait. Then he, you fall back down, and he, you know, his voice fades away because you're falling away from him. You can't hear him, and he bounce back up again, and like, yeah, I don't know. I, I, I think he, he basically admits,
0: when, in just kind of bitching about Gladys, yep. he he reveals that he's responsible for a whole wing, like of thousands and thousands of people dying. He's like, ah, just because I forgot to do this, and all these people died. She's gonna be pissed off, or something along those lines. But they really don't think much of humans. They're like just test subject. That's all
1: they are. Right, and he's like complaining because he got the worst job, which was (laughs) helping humans along.
0: Uh Oh, you stink so bad!
2: (laughs) And well, in the in the multiplayer, you're not even a human. You're just playing as robots. Yeah, it's like two different robots. Which that's not a
0: whole thing, too. That's where like Gladys is like they're trying they're trying to get compete for Gladys's love kind of is what it that's all about That's sort of their motivating factor
2: i just thought it was cool it. that that was like a whole nother story like the mm-hmm. the multiplayer was i like uh,
1: the second one really expands upon the first one i mean it's evident from the first time you you fire up the game it's like you see that here's the the test lab that you saw in the first game now it's all like in ruins and you're like oh what happened and you know, this is obviously because you ruined it, like you destroyed Gladys, and, and within the first couple of levels, you actually reanimate her, and then the level is you can see how it's it's being re- how she's rebuilding it as you're walking through it. We'll see like the panels moving and everything. It's another mm-hmm. great example of that environmental storytelling that Jeremy was talking about in Hitman Three. Like you just move through this environment, and the story is unfolding right before you. It's not in cutscenes. It's not in you know exposition or whatever. You're just walking straight through it, and I think that you know, without giving any spoilers, like at, there's a point where you think the game is done, and then it just opens up even more. Mm. You're know, like, oh, wow, this is going some, somewhere else entirely. I think it's a game that continually surprises you like that and keeps you engaged. Like, like not a lot of games can.
0: I'm surprised there hasn't been another one made, but I think a lot of that has to do with Valve focusing more on hardware and their, right. uh, their, uh, dead. their system. Whatever. Well, they're their whole marketplace, the Steam marketplace.
2: But. Yeah, I mean, also like, I mean, yeah, I mean, Left for Dead came out, late, out later. Like, maybe they were just just wanted to do different things, and maybe not. Yeah, I think they're smart. smart too. I think they,
1: I think they recognize. I mean, how long have people been banging the drum for Half Life Three? You know, probably as long um, as they, people have been banging
2: the drum for Mother Three. Right. I mean, people
1: <laughs> they know that someone's going to buy it, but they're they're smart. and they have the they have the resource sources they don't need to make a huge hit game they've got steam like they can just do steam forever and not even make another game they'd be just fine but they realize that these games are valuable and the ips are valuable and they don't want to like overdo them so w- they'll make a new portal 3 or a new half-life 3 whenever they feel like it and it'll be even better than the last ones
2: and it'll only be on steam deck yep if it'll run on there i'm sure there's there's will. i mean it runs fine it's just apparently it's clunky
1: well i also uh had some big news this week i sold games for the first time in over 20 years you not went... since high school have i sold a game you went to disc replay i did i went to disc replay and what happened was i was digging through my my old my game collection and i realized that i've got these playstation games and these xbox games that you might remember a couple of years ago i talked about on the show i was at work and somebody at work handed me a box of games that I, hey, I know you like games. Like, do you want these? I said, sure. So I took this box of games and it had Xbox three, an Xbox 360 system and a PS2 slim, and also that Zelda gray cartridge for GameCube, the Zelda gray disc for GameCube. And so I kept those obviously, because those were, those were cool to have. Um, that Zelda gray disc is right up there with the best random video game finds that I've ever found. Uh, the rest of the games, however, I really had no sort of attachment to. And so I found those old old games, and they were PlayStation games and a couple Xbox games. And I was like, I feel nothing for these. What if I just like went and sold them? And I realized that there was a disc replay in, in the area, and I'd never been to disc replay, so I took them all to disc replay. And so I'll tell you what I got. That on the PlayStation, I had a Crash Bandicoot's Greatest Hits. This was a big surprise to me. The value of this was... All right, 19 bucks for that game like you think like a rather common playstation game and the greatest hits version uh i thought maybe i'd get like three or four dollars but i got 19 dollars for that one apparently people want the crash bandicoot greatest hits edition i was
2: gonna say is uh, there anything actually on there but um uh, yeah yeah <laughs> i'm saying this is my knock at crash bandicoot what hits i don't have any hits
1: <laughs> uh i sold spyro the dragon Die Hard trilogy uh and then xbox 360 i sold the Halo 2 collector's edition it was in a nice tin then there was a Guitar Hero 5 sealed someone bought Guitar Hero 5 and then never opened it the other thing that I sold which was not from not from that box I just had it because I when I worked at Best Buy it was up it was for sale for five dollars it was on clearance I bought Dragon Quest 4 on DS I ended up selling that one I got 40 bucks for that one that's which, yeah that's on the low end that's, that's kind
2: of where you where you went I mean. Should have sold it to Jeremy for $40 because mm-hmm. I mean, those, those games are selling for like over a hundred in most, in most places. So, I mean, was it with the, was it with the box or was it just the cartridge? It
1: was with the box and everything.
2: Yeah. yeah yep. Those dragon quest games are, they're only going up, man. <laughs> mm-hmm. Yeah. We, our friend, uh, De escapades was selling them for a good, like what, like almost 200 for, uh, mm-hmm. for the DS games. So, I mean, it's kind of. And they were selling. Yeah. I was going to disc replay with
1: all these other games and I was like, yeah, I don't. I, yeah, I should have asked if you guys wanted them. No worries. But it was it was like an impulse thing of like I'm going to disc replay. I'm I don't care about this game and I don't want to like go on eBay or anything.
2: Yeah, they're selling for. So, I mean, they're selling for like around like a hundred hundred something on eBay with the with the box opened even. Yeah, like a hundred twenty. To me, on like, on eBay, it's like yeah, I
1: would have to like <laughs> make the page and watch it and ship it like go to UPS, pack it up and all that stuff. So it was worth it to me to just take it to the store as long as I was going and get the 40 bucks for it. So
2: that's what I did. And I ended up getting, it was like $80 and change for, for all those games. So you went, so you went for cash then, right? So you got even less because it wasn't the, because they give you for credit, right? Yeah.
1: They were going to offer a hundred for store credit, but yeah, I went for cash. And I also sold that monster hundred I was talking about. That was for another $15 on top of that. So like $95. Wow. Totally. Yep. 15 they'll
2: turn around and sell that for 50 i'm sure
1: yep they will but that you know that mean that meant i I ended up paying 15 dollars for the monster hunter digital so that was the trade-off for that it was like i saw monster hunter digital was on sale for 30 bucks and so i put that 15 toward that game um yes that's all the games that i sold and then as far as what i played this week i played more stardew valley i got married or no, I, got, no, I got a i got a girlfriend i didn't get married yet i forgot who I is
0: a girlfriend it?
2: jumping the gun um
0: is it robin it was not robin the, it, um, was, it, was the,
2: cl- it was the clinic lady right that you were following around last week no i dumped her
1: <laughs> and i got the uh uh what's the purple hair girl's name abigail Oh, yeah. That's one, the, one. the one who likes video games. Yeah, yeah, that's
2: the one that I mean, that's the one that most people go for. I think from what I've heard, I don't know. That's yeah, the one I, I else. Because she's got a Super Nintendo. That's, that's it. the one I would have gone for if I would have played that game. I mean, I played it. She's got a Super to be Nintendo. Like, oh, hey, purple hair.
1: Yeah, she's got a Super Nintendo. And there's a cool scene in that game where you play the Super Nintendo with her. And you're actually playing the game that she's playing. That was like a one of those cool little bonding moments. And so, yep, she's my girlfriend now. I got another game. I finally just been on my list for a long time. I got, uh, I got unpacking that game about, you know, unpacking. Uh, I heard it was really, puzzle game. I heard it
2: was really good. And it seemed like something it's you really might good. like. Cause it's like, it's like a organization, right? You're like kind that's of it. putting stuff together and yeah.
1: Yeah. It's organization. And actually I, I like unpacking in real life. It's really satisfying to me. I'll like clear out a couple of days to just do it and get my place organized. And I, I think that's a lot of fun. And so they, somebody made a game of that. Somebody else felt the same way and they, put it into a video game. That's exactly what it is. It's just unpacking. And and there's, it's, it's, it's it's one of those really chill games where you can just zone out and, you know, de-stress playing this game. There's no real like wrong way to do it. Um, you can, you'll get down to the, like the last box and the last, you take the last item out of the box and you put it wherever, wherever you want, you put all the items wherever you want. And then once you put that last item wherever you want, then the challenge of the game is it'll it'll light up certain items that are that are in the wrong place. Like if you let leave a book out on the floor or something, it's going to light that up, and until you put it back in a more appropriate place, there's like several different options. You put it on the shelf, you put it in a drawer, or whatever. But if, if you put something that's obvious that obviously doesn't go where you put it, then it's going to say it's going to just light up until you put it in a more logical place. But there's no timer. There's no nothing to it. In fact, I think Trey, this is a great podcast game. I think you should you should get this game. I got, a, I like got enough games. games for podcasts. <laughs> I got too many games. When, when a... you need another podcast game, put this one on your list. It's it's so chill, so relaxing, and great to do. you can tune out and you know listen to something else and, and just play this game. Uh, I was playing game, games with my nephew. I mentioned Portal earlier, um, but one funny moment we we were playing the <laughs> we were playing the Team of Ninja Turtles game. You know our kids just like have a a funny way of thinking about things sometimes or like a funny way of describing things. So we were playing uh we were on the final level we were fighting the the statue of liberty the statue of liberty and when he saw the statue of liberty he shouts out we're fighting that giant new york statue gift from france. Hmm. I mean so I, I had to set my controller down and tell my Text my sister what, what, what he said. I just thought that was like, all that is true. Yes, that's that giant New York statue gift from France, correct?
2: I mean, at least he knows that. Yep. And it wasn't like, but, oh, hey, we're fighting that giant statue from X-Men. I mean, that's probably <laughs> <it's> way <laughs> way too young to have even seen X-Men 1, I'm sure. But I mean, it's like, what else What else would you know it from? Uh, like Spider-Man? It was in Spider-Man, whatever the last one was. I don't know. I don't know mm-hmm. what kids watch nowadays it's probably like oh look there's that statue that that billy bob joe the with the youtube channel talked about once when he unboxed a toy that is in there that looks like that
1: we're fighting that giant statue from ghostbusters 2 that he controlled with the nes advantage
2: yeah well i mean that's what they would they would i mean i don't know if kids (laughs) have seen that cool that's everything for me all right well let's take a break and then come back and talk about news and stuff
0: Just go to patreon.com slash Nintendo Main Podcast and. Hey, Mario, let go! Whoa,
2: whoa, 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 whoa. Whoa, He's throwing us back to the show! So long, eh, Bowser! Ah! 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 Patreon.com slash Nintendo Podcast! Game over! I just just found something on Twitter that was... uh, I thought it was real for a second, but it's one of those like fake Nintendo accounts, and it's because it's like Nintendo America (laughs) instead of Nintendo (laughs) America. We know you've been patiently waiting for more information about Mario Kart 8 Deluxe Booster Course Pass Wave 2, and we have an announcement. Waves 2 through 6 have been canceled, and we will no longer be released. We hope you enjoy (laughs) Mario Kart 8 Deluxe and Booster Course Pass Wave 1. (laughs) (laughs) Somebody posted that as... uh... As a fake Nintendo account. So, I mean, I believed it for a second. I mean, just, well, I mean, I just, you know, with the, because it has the red, like, Nintendo icon and all that. And I was like, oh, something about, I mean, why would they post something at, like, 11 o'clock at night or whatever? I don't know. Japanese Times, maybe. Maybe they'd post. Who knows when they post stuff? Anyway, uh, we are back from the break. I guess we could talk about, I guess there's a couple releases this week. There's one very important release this week that I that just kind of came out of nowhere because I was wondering when it was going to come out, but tomorrow, Thursday, the 7th, Zero Tolerance Collection finally gets to grace the Nintendo Switch. So, I'm excited about that. And that is three Zero Tolerance games, so for 9.99, that's like $3.30 per game. I'm I'm, I'm getting that game, so I'm excited, I'm excited that that's that that's happening. So, also, not to mention the the uh, Cuphead. The Cuphead DLC is out now too. Yeah, I thought about came getting out this that. week.
1: I'll, I'll get that very soon. You know, I just thought I'll just get that the next time I I feel like playing Cuphead. And and I don't enough people are playing it. Enough people are raving about it. You feel like torturing yourself too. again?
2: It's so worth it. For feel like a challenge. Individuals. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, Railways, which was uh, which is a part of that um, mini direct from last week, that's coming out too, and it's only four ninety nine. It's real cheap. Really, that train
1: game is only four ninety nine.
2: It's actually on sale right now for three ninety nine, so it's even cheaper. Really? Yeah, it's four dollars. So that was pretty good. It's way uh, it's way cheaper than I thought. Like I thought it was going to be like a like a full game, but no, it's a uh, it's very it's very cheap. I mean, it's a uh, yeah, it's it's got one of those like you know release sales where it's like a dollar off. You know, like most of those are. But that's what I could find for what was being released. Um, if anybody's looking to get the Star Wars Knights of the Old Republic too, it looks like they finally fixed that. So there you go, <laughs> they got to it. Now you can beat it. Yeah, if you played it. I mean, this game is this game is different than the uh, one that was on the Direct. Actually, it looks completely different because it's all like neon. No, I thought they I thought they had the same name, but I don't think they're the same game. Which game? Oh, uh, Railways. Oh,
1: okay. Yeah, that one. The trade game on on the Direct looked really pretty. Yeah,
2: like, I, mean, I mean, it was this- five dollars. Yeah, I mean, this one looks, I mean, this one looks fine. It's just, uh, it's not, it's, I mean, it's another, it's another rail game. Like we were talking about how, uh, there are a lot of rail stuff on there. Maybe they're just trying to sneak in there mm-hmm. and just be like, Hey, here's another, here's another rail thing. They're trying to rail you. Yep. As I say, uh, get, get railed on this sale. three ninety nine. Yeah. See, what was, what was the other one? It doesn't even it doesn't even have the uh the thing for the for the direct anymore. Like if you didn't like if you didn't look at what games were on there, like are you're, you're Oh the direct
1: section is gone on Nintendo's website?
2: It's it's no on the eShop. It's already gone on the eShop. Yeah, I don't I don't even know what that other one is called. It's fine, it doesn't matter.
1: Well, to go along with some of the other Nintendo rumors, you know, we were talking about the rumors of the Switch Pro and all that. Uh, another one is that potential Mario Kart tour PC references were found. And we're found in uh, data mine details.
2: This is a, so. yeah, this is a really weird one. Cause it's like, why, like, why would you, why would you release Mario Kart tour for PC and not for switch? I guess if they,
1: some of the reasoning was it's that per- perhaps this is actually like a dev tool. Like they found the ability to use a mouse in, in Mario Kart tour uh, buried in the data. Mm. So they thought this this could be just like a leftover thing for, the people who developing the game, surely they were using a mouse at some point.
2: Yeah, that's. I mean, that sounds like a stretch,
1: right? I think mean, there's no chance that Mario Kart Tour comes to PC. Zero percent chance, especially now with that. There's the Steam Deck. Nintendo wouldn't wouldn't allow that.
2: Also, it's like who? I mean, I know they really want to push like that. That's a real game or something, but it's like I don't know. <laughs> like, I, I, don't, I don't. I don't care. Don't yep. care about that.
1: Mario Kart Tour fans, keep enjoying it on your phone. Here's something that's really cool that was announced this week. I'm actually interested in getting this one: Atari 50, the anniversary collection, the anniversary celebration. This looks like a really nice package. It was done by Digital Eclipse, who's done uh, a number of other similar, uh, you know, retro packages collections. Um, I, I think this is needed. This is like there's there's, so, there's been so many of those like Atari flashback consoles and these like shitty Atari collections we need like a really good Atari collection that just puts all the games in there and puts them up in a nice package with some, some nice extras and interviews with the developers and all that. I think that's sorely needed. And like, we, we, we need something that they can point to, to say, this is the best Atari package ever available. It looks like this is going to be it.
2: Is is this the one where it's like a, where like you're trying to save the Atari name or whatever, or is that a different game? That I don't know. Do you remember that there was one that actually sounded like it would be the first Atari game that I would actually play because <laughs> it sounded like WarioWare but with Atari games like the, that was coming out. Because I I didn't. Atari games oh, yeah, are, are pretty are pretty boring to me. But there's one there's one that like has a story where you're like a character and you're trying to like save the Atari name or something like that and you play all these yeah, little WarioWare style mini games. Based on Atari games, it's like not- Atari Party or something like that. And I was like, yeah, well, I was like, well, that I was like, well, that might actually might actually make Atari games not incredibly boring as fuck to me. So <laughs> I might want to play. I, I mean, that might be one where I would play it, but but there's like 90 games in this collection. Yeah, I mean, but, but I still, you- there you'll play them for two seconds and wish you were doing something else. At least in my experience, like I, I don't know, Atari games are pretty fucking boring to me
1: yeah i mean certainly there's out of 90 games there's gonna be a few that that still are are legitimately fun a lot of them combat. are gonna be just novelty wombat you said combat that's a great combat. oh yeah combat it's yeah. Got
0: like the tanks and everything tank pong where you, the bullets bounce that's fun
1: yeah it's a fun multiplayer game right <laughs> i think warlords um, another... is a really good one mm-hmm. i remember hearing about that one once so the one interesting note was that there there's a notable series um it's like it's called sword quest there's three of four games were actually released um yeah. there was a fourth one that was planned it was like water world there was fire world i'm probably missed, that was the one names. where you won
0: like you won like a real sword right like, yeah that or, was the one
1: where there was a contest where if you beat the game you could win real like a real sword and a real crown and like a real uh, yeah real some like real stuff or something yeah real treasures worth worth yeah. a lot of money and um, the fourth game that was planned for that series was called air world and it was never actually made well digital eclipse actually made air world for this game i think that's that's really cool. That they, cool they they found the plans for it the original intentions of the developers and they actually made the game to complete the to complete the series that that's really cool that, that says to me that they put a lot of love and care into this
2: mm.
1: and i will i will drop full price for this game i think that this this they're putting a lot of love into this. It's going to be a good package, and I think it will be worth sixty dollars. Which I heard it's going to cost forty dollars. I was going to say I don't say think that.
2: I mean, selling it forty dollars is a little <laughs> is a bit much, even for ninety Atari games. I mean,
1: I disagree because they're they're packaging with all kinds of interviews and background. You know, for any like anybody who's interested in in video game history, of course you start with Atari, and and this is a great package from what it looks like.
0: I love these. Yeah, these like compilations that have the other stuff like the um s and k one's really good like it took mm-hmm. me a while to buy it i waited till it was on super sale but i love which, it
1: like digital eclipse did the SNK package
0: did they that's a yep. really good
1: yep
2: package games aren't um, really great but yeah <laughs> the, yeah it's the wrapped game, up well the games and it's got the psycho soldier song
0: which is one of the best songs ever written
2: the um that haunt, there's a game called Haunted Houses on there that's like supposedly the original survival horror game. It's a, some of these mm. games don't look as bad as like normal Atari games do. Like there's some that actually look like games and not just like random mm. you know, random like bits random moving pixels. around. But yeah. So I don't know. I mean I mean Tempest is on there. That game's kinda of fun. But I mean it's like these games were only fun for like us for a couple seconds for me.
0: I'm buying it just for adventure.
2: <laughs> is it on there? Uh probably. Now I wanna know what that other one was though, with the with the with the Mario, with the WarioWare uh, mini minigames on there. I can't see I can't seem to find it, but whatever. Yeah, another more collections. <laughs> I can add it to my collection of collections that I have on my Nintendo Switch. I have a collection group, of course, in which I'll be adding a uh, zero tolerance to soon.
1: If just to beef up the number of games on your Switch by ninety, I mean I think that's worth it. I'm into quality, not quantity. Next up is the Kickstarter for Little Nemo and the Guardians of Slumberland is now funded, and the game is coming to Switch.
2: That's the one. This is the one that was on the um, the like uh, feels good direct or whatever it's called, or like, right. uh, wholesome, wholesome direct. direct. Wholesome direct, yeah, yeah, <laughs> yeah it was that on one. there.
1: Which I don't know. I, I looked at the trailer for that one again. I'm still not interested in this one. I'd rather get the other one that, that's styled after the actual comics, and I, I don't like the visuals of this one. And yeah, uh, uh, I don't know. It looks kind of like a like a mobile game to me, but that's it. coming out in uh 2023, quarter four. quarter
0: four. So yeah, you've got a year and a half to change your mind.
2: Yeah, I mean the animation looks pretty cool. I mean, I don't and know. It may be
0: longer because
2: yeah. depending on their dev process and all that. I, I don't really. Right, right. I mean, yeah, I don't really have much nostalgia for Little Nemo. So I do because I, I do. love that been... Capcom game. Mm-hmm. Capcom game is fantastic.
0: So yeah, you used to read the comics when they first came out
2: in in 1901. Yeah, <laughs> when you were when you were negative uh, whatever age, <laughs> when you were negative eighty one, you're like negative eighty, yeah, or something. I'm not born yet, but these comics I heard they're really good, so I'm gonna read them. <laughs> but they're so sexist. I mean, I haven't read them, but I'm sure they are for being older ones. Speaking of sexist, lo- lo- lollipop to- chainsaw <laughs> yeah. There you go. <laughs> so lollipop chainsaw, yeah, we mentioned there was a random tweet from somebody before that was completely in Japanese. But yeah, there's gonna they're doing a, a remake of it. This is a game that I never actually played, but it was written by a. James Gunn, the only game that James Gunn ever wrote, and uh, Five 1. But I guess the remake is not involving either of them, from what I heard. They're actually not involved in the remake.
1: Yeah, they're probably so, kind of busy.
2: So I don't know what that means. Uh, yeah, it's there's Sudify 1's tweet at the bottom here. Um, to add my two cents, neither James Gunn nor me are, are involved in this project. So, <laughs> And <laughs> Grasshopper has That's nothing wrong. to do with Ouch. it. So, so yeah, I don't know. Mm-hmm. Depending on how you feel about suitify 1, that might be a good thing or a bad thing. I don't know. I mean, I guess they were gonna. They said they're gonna redo the graphics and all that, so maybe it won't be on Switch, depending on how how good it looks. I don't know. I always kind of wanted to wanted to play it, but yeah,
1: it wasn't confirmed for any system. But yeah. I just thought it was a PS3 game, so maybe it's probably coming to Switch. I don't know. But I don't really care because I, I mean,
2: that original game was not really reviewed that well anyway. It got yeah, like a five from IGN. Yeah, it, was, it wasn't reviewed well, but I mean, but IGN sometimes gives games like fours and then puts them in their top 10 best game of all time. So I wouldn't like yep. take everything that they say as uh, being concrete because there was that game called God Hand, which they gave a terrible review to, and then it ended up in their like top 10 best PlayStation whatevers of all time. So, you know, it's mm-hmm. one person's opinion versus whoever else on the thing. I mean, that's what all reviews are. So, I mean, that, that was a pretty hilarious uh, IGN moment there with the God Hand thing. Where it's like, well, this game's terrible. Oh, wait, no, it's, 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 let's put it in the top, in the top 25 best games.
1: Unfortunately, Sea of Stars was delayed until 2023. Yeah, it is. Um, Yeah, until
2: they, they make the game they want to make. We'll buy it whenever. Yeah. I mean, I'm still, my my backing on that is still good. So, (laughs) right. I'm sure they emailed me about that. I mean, I got a lot of emails from them that I haven't really checked all of them. But yeah, I mean, you know, whatever it takes to make the game better, that's fine but it was like it was kind of something i was really looking forward to obviously of this year i thought it'd be really cool so right
1: and they said keeping in mind our two main priorities quality of life for our team and quality of the finished game we can now confirm that sea of stars will be released in 2023 so there good go. for them for i
0: hope most people their- at their- this point can accept that sort of thing especially from a small right. studio that was funded right. by the people that want the game
1: yeah. Yeah. Plenty sure. of other games to play in the meantime.
2: There's the new Genesis games. I we already talked about them, but I I didn't, I didn't see I didn't see them on here yet. How
1: do you feel about this? Sega wants to adapt Atlas games including Persona for TV and movies. Uh, yeah. That's <laughs> I
2: I just you know how I feel about um TV, uh, video game TV and movies. I just don't care.
1: I don't know, I know nothing about the Persona series. So, do you think like that's at least something that's, that's Maybe a little bit more
2: adaptable.
0: Oh yeah, it could be an anime for sure.
2: I mean, there is one; there already is. Oh, <laughs> I, okay. I ha- have it. I actually have a persona. So they're be a
0: live action. I,
2: I already have a Persona Five anime that I've actually haven't watched. It's a it's a anime movie that I've just didn't get around wow. to watching. You bought it? Yeah, I did. I bought it. I bought it from that DVD place that was closing. But I bought it before it closed. I just never got around to watching it.
1: I'm guessing that coming off their their hit with Sonic, that that they would want to
2: make it more like a live action
1: versus an anime, though.
2: Yeah, I just, um, I mean, y- you already have a live-action persona. It's called Buffy, the Vampire Slayer. Uh, but it's it's basically the same thing. You know, kids in, in in high school fighting demons, but also going to class at the same time, dating each other, whatever. Except for, uh, I guess, less toxic creators and all that. Which is a shame, because that was a great show. I mean, it's still a great show. It's just the creator sucks.
1: Did you guys check out this uh, fan remake of Super Mario RPG? I think it looks pretty good. It, it, made, made it in HD and it looks kind of like, uh, the style looks kind of like Link's Awakening, the new one
2: on. It's still diagonal though. <laughs> it is, the, yeah. That's the thing that I hated so much about that game that I found it hard to go back I to. I mean, you know, it's, it's the isometric uh, viewpoint on it and just The viewpoint's to isometric,
0: but the controls are not. So I think that works in its favor. That's what makes it playable to me. If it had had similarly isometric controls, then maybe not so
2: much. Yeah, I mean, it was. A, it's just the platforming just kills me on that game. Like, I can't. It's hard to do, and it's not. That's one of those that I just. I don't think it's aged. I don't think it's aged that well compared to the other Mario RPG stuff. But
0: and I disagree.
2: Well, you know, this, I have no nostalgia for it either. That's probably why I, why I feel that way.
0: But, I have extreme nostalgia, so yeah, I, I have no nostalgia
2: that. for anything. So
0: I can actually wow
2: that's critical, a... critical views on things. <laughs> no, I mean it's sort of a nihilistic viewpoint there i mean i don't really but uh yeah no it's it's already been ceased and desisted too i believe i think nintendo has already kind of come after that oh, so yeah so there you go so they so well, they look nice so they made people turn uh, they made people find out about it enough to get shut down so there you go i do i do Plus, like uh i like the dedication here of uh this diehard nintendo fan yeah this is ridiculous You won't be shut down yeah. Like what I mean, you know, I like F Zero, but uh forty thousand. I mean yeah, you think Nintendo sp- would at least like consider it after that. I don't know.
1: Well, this guy spent I mean, over forty thousand dollars buying stock.
0: Is it Nintendo stock specifically?
1: Nintendo stock in order to get to their their investors meeting. I see you had to buy like a hundred shares or something oh, like that. Oh, okay. In order to get to the get to the meeting. Wow. And he <laughs> got to ask them a question, and his question, his Where one is question that he got to ask was Where is F-Zero, basically, and a couple other of his favorite series.
2: Mother 3, where is it?
1: Kudos to you, bro. Thanks for the $40,000. you are the real MVP. All the fans, yeah. With that that $40,000, he
2: could have made its own game and called it like G-Zero or something like that. (laughs) And then you would have had your... But he's a true (laughs) Nintendo
1: fan. He wanted to go straight to the source. He knows that only Nintendo could make a true F-Zero. And he talked directly to uh, the president of Nintendo and asked him that question. So, cool.
0: I mean, it's also not like he bought a ticket. Like he can resell that stock, potentially make more. Probably not, but sure. Potentially. I
2: mean, Mm -hmm. if it's, I mean, I don't. I mean, that's that's an
0: asset he has now.
2: I'm sure the stock can only can only go down than up. I don't know. I don't understand stocks. I mean, but Nintendo stock is probably high because you want to buy when it's low, sell when it's high. I I I understand that part, but I mean, Nintendo's doing (laughs) pretty pretty well with the Switch. That I'm sure their stocks are in good are doing well. I don't know. Uh, this uh, this switch repair subscription thing in Japan is pretty is pretty amazing. Uh, it's yeah. we need that here so we can so they can make it easier for us to be able to fix their crappy controllers whenever they go out. Mm-hmm. I got like eight of them that need to be fixed, so I just want to put them all in a bag and send them to them. Essentially, with, they with started a, with a turd in there and be like hey, hardware insurance it. in Japan, mm-hmm. so you
1: pay a fee, and if something breaks, you can send it in at no extra cost and get it fixed. So that that's cool.
2: They should include that with the expansion pack. I also think this they, they, should they should just do. make things that <laughs> that don't that break. break. <laughs> well, yeah. that too, that <laughs> yeah. yeah. That would be yeah. better. Yeah, it's amazing how long they've been going with these Joy Cons and just have not have refused to fix them. They just like just let it just whatever, just let it burn. Yeah,
1: I understand not doing a recall, but at least like you know retool the current design to mm-hmm. make it make the next one work. I guess this is their answer though, doing the switch repair service. Yeah. All right. Well, and
0: they had they had repair services like this running in Japan until what? Like the NES, it was till like 96 or something. Like it may have been even mm-hmm. later. I just remember these repair services. The, li- the, mar-
2: the Mario with the with the, with the, the screwdriver. The like, the, well,
0: that was the I think it was like the
2: US version, but similar. Yeah, I remember the stickers, the stickers on the bottom of the uh mm-hmm. systems. It's like, call this number. But it wasn't like, I mean, you still probably had to pay whatever.
0: I remember there was like a really like I wouldn't say shady but super like diy looking shop near our house in danville they just had nintendo repair on the side of it mm-hmm. like, painted you know it was big business back in then
2: somebody needs to open a joy-con repair shop i'm surprised i haven't there you go you could just repair joy cons and that's it <clears throat>
0: restoring the joy to your joy con huh. i already got the look i already got the uh,
2: fucking yeah that's there's the tagline yeah. get on get on that commercial so we all remember
1: uh Last week, during the the direct seeing that beautiful Monkey Island, yeah, I can, game, I can, yeah, I yeah, thought that game looks fantastic. Now here comes um, uh, the creator Ron Gilbert. He says that he's no longer posting about the game because people reacted
2: so negatively to him. Yeah, and sent can... him uh, uh, abusive messages about the art style. Jesus game. Christ! I couldn't, I couldn't believe that because yeah, we, we we came off like so so happy about the way it looked and that it looked really it looks pretty, fantastic. And then you find out that people are just like what were they mad about that it wasn't like they it, wanted it to it be, be like, look like a, like a it. retro style game they want know? it to be pixely and look like yeah the they want ones? it to
0: be exactly what they want or you gotta die
2: right <laughs> yeah that's like <laughs> most, that's like most things you realize you're talking to the guy who actually
1: created the series that you purport to love you know he can do whatever the fuck he wants with it yeah and if you don't see that this uh, game looks beautiful like you've got an issue you you got a problem like this game looks fantastic what are you complaining about
2: yeah it was so it's such a weird like because yeah we were just like oh yeah it looks so great and then like people are just being shitty about it and they're just like fuck you i'm not i'm yeah, don't not be i'm shitty not, to people, not you know not commenting trolls on it be anyway. trolling especially uh, about a game that you're probably gonna end up buying anyway right you're angry about it you, there's other things to do than, than harass developers or anybody like just don't <laughs> just don't harass people online
0: yeah, don't harass anyone but politicians.
2: Yeah, just well.
1: <laughs> and last on our list here, Rockstar has shelved a Red Dead Redemption remake and a, a GTA Four remake after the GTA
2: trilogy debacle. I'm I'm glad you found that because yeah, I just saw that today and I couldn't find a link to to post it in the Slack, but I guess you already <clears> put <throat> it on there. But yeah, that, that's this is already like this is talking about the trilogy that came out. Was that last year or no, that came out this was, year, right? I think it was earlier this year. Yeah.
1: No, I put it on my game
2: of the year list for last year. I was going to say, was it last year? Was it, it, was that, was it year. that long ago? It was that long ago. Yeah. Cause I saw that, I saw that news and I'm like, wow, that was like a real quick decision to make. But I'm like, but then I'm like, but wait, but, but when, but when did the so Theft auto thing come out? Was
0: this more about no longer wanting to work with that company that did the port or is it more about
1: like, they don't want to do those at all. They just want to, Look ahead to GTA Six and you know, not not do oh, uh, remasters wow. anymore. I so, guess that's unfortunate because
2: I mean that that company did you hired wrong job, the wrong whatever.
0: people, you assholes.
2: Yeah, you also kind of like didn't really yeah. put much. Well, whoever worked on it didn't really put much effort into it. You're leaving money on the table still. I mean,
1: certainly your company is is big enough. You got the resources and the money to do these uh, remakes if if you really wanted to, and I think fans would still buy them. And it's just you got a you know, fans, were, fans were ready to buy. The original, and fans did buy that poorly received port. No, I, I thought it was still good. I thought it was we, still we, know, we know one, and
2: fun. We know one fan who did. <laughs> yeah, I, I, mean, I liked it. Still. I mean, I you think were, it was still worth... You weren't the only one. Other people other people bought it, too. It, yeah, I think I mean, it was still worth Supposedly, Supposedly, some of, they, some of got it got
0: patched, right? Yeah, yeah, yeah they, they fixed they fixed some
2: of it, and it's it's been on sale a lot. You can get it for, like, $40. i have seen it as low. I think it's well worth $40. Like went, I thought it was worth 60 If it went down to $20, i would consider it, but I'm not, you know... Not really that much of a fan of those games. I never really have been.
1: But uh I think it's a shame though. They're leaving money on the table. They could still do these remakes and people people want them. People still people would still buy them You know, they're not turned off of Grand Theft Auto forever because of these these, you know, lackluster remakes. Uh just all you have to do is, is show people that this is good and you know, what any future remakes that you do, show that you put some care into them, throw a few extras onto them. You
0: know, hire a different studio
1: hire a different studio yeah yeah it would be i mean i'm not gonna say it was e- it'd be easy to make a game certainly not but uh, yeah, these, these are you're leaving money on the table
2: and people still want these things i've
0: got an idea john buy thirty thousand dollars worth of
2: rockstar <laughs> yes <laughs> yeah and go talk to them. listen uh put gta 5 on the switch damn it <laughs> yeah I wonder how they're. I mean, it's and I mean, I think it still sold pretty well, even though it wasn't like the best version of oh, the yeah. games. I think people still just bought it. Well, because be it's on the to, Switch. Yeah, because the Switch install so. base is stupid. Yep, that's
1: true. Yeah, and there's thousands of video game fans who do not read all this stuff. Don't read Kotaku and IGN and don't read the forums. They just see GTA, cool, that game that I liked, you know, 15 years ago, or whatever. It's on the Switch and they buy it.
2: Yeah, or if it's like somebody who just only had Nintendo system somehow and just never played GTA. And then there it is. It's like, Oh yeah, finally mm-hmm. I can play this, you know, you could, you know, that's yeah. I, wa- I wondered if that was, if whatever that rumor of like, um, red dead redemption coming to switch and all that, was that like something that was, that came that was, maybe was a thing at a point and now it's not anymore because they're like canceling all this stuff. I don't know. I was wondering if that had something to do I
0: with I think that. anybody would have Ooh. swung for the fence once we saw the GTA shit was coming to switch that's where speculation goes crazy and you're like, well then we're gonna get it all we're gonna get it all. You
2: I, I, I mean? thought I felt like they had been talking about a red and Dead. Bully dead and bully did
0: come and, to the Wii U. So
2: I I played it, it on the there. Ride. I played it all well on, on the Wii on the Wii regular. Not not the Wii U.
0: Oh, it was on the Wii as well.
2: Yeah. It was just it was just on the Wii. Not the Wii U. But I mean you could okay. play it on there. But I, I did I did get I did get bully on Wii. And I did play the whole thing. So
1: maybe we should talk about this one too. Uh EA's Twitter account was mocked. Uh or rather they
2: mocked single player games oh, yeah, that, that... not respond kindly. <laughs> yeah, that was funny too. So there's like this whole meme. That thing. meme was so
0: stupid anyway.
2: There's this really dumb meme and people yeah. are still doing it. And I don't I don't get it. It's like it's like they're a 10, but they do this. Like it's it's dumb. I don't know.
0: It's a Seinfeld kind of thing. It's like, well, she's hot, but she always leaves the mayonnaise out.
2: <laughs> like, sorry, <laughs>
1: yeah.
2: Yeah. What, yeah. It's, yeah. Like, well, yeah. Definitely a Seinfeld thing because they get incredibly, like, stupidly superficial about, like, well, it went, it started, out, she, show, it started
0: right? out, she's a 10, but then it eventually changed to they're a 10. I think it became more inclusive. Make it less, which uh, is okay, I exist.
2: guess, even though yeah. it's a <laughs> shitty meme. Whatever. It's <laughs> but, still, it's still dumb. Yeah. But EA was yeah, like, EA oh, they said,
1: uh, yeah. they're a 10, but they only like playing single player games and <laughs> all over it. it's it's um, funny it's funny chimed in you know people from EA chimed in like uh you know we we make single player games and
2: it's like well and most people are like well the only EA games actually worth playing were the single player ones so it's like (laughs) you know I mean like like EA needs more needs to like have more people I mean they're already shitty enough you know they're just asking for it I mean I you know I personally love single player games more than multiplayer games so it's well, the as is yeah.
1: common the the people who actually wrote this tweet were not ea but you know they, they hire people to manage their twitter accounts and like why would you hire somebody who was so tone deaf
2: about video games that they would tweet such a thing i mean maybe they just it's study different. trends and stuff and don't know actually what anything it's like oh well people like fortnite and that's not single player so that must be what everyone likes because of you know whatever i don't no, know No, it's what? literally
0: someone they hired from a firm that
2: Probably yeah, that yeah social... I actually did that.
1: I did that job one time for uh, for a random app. I was their like Twitter spokesperson, and you know, so I kind of I learned like 2014. That's sort of how it goes. They hire just random people, you know, and and who aren't necessarily associated with the company. And they say, "Here's what we want you to talk about," and you know, do your own spin on that. And so I tweeted a couple of things about this app, and and yeah, that's that's what I learned. So I, I have a little bit more sensitivity to these kinds of issues because of that, because I realized, okay, my first thought is that person's not actually with the company. They don't know the plan, whatever, but the company is still to blame because they don't have, you know, a tight rein over, over what's being set on their own account. Um, yeah, this was a, a stupid blunder on EA's part. They were already kind of, uh, you know, not, not in the best favor with, with, with gamers and, and this just kind of dug them in even further.
0: So this is way less funny than a similar thing that happened earlier this year which was someone working for Paps blue ribbon. Do you remember this working for the PBR official Twitter account was because mm. everybody was like, you know, that's dry January. I didn't drink January. A lot of people didn't. And so they're like, not drinking this January. Try eating ass. That was on the official, <laughs> that was on the official uh, PBR. Wow. Thingy, and they ended up like making apology being like the person who wrote that's been fired. This, that, and the other. And, wow. Like, a lot of people were just like, that was really funny. Like, why did you hire that? Like, why'd you fire that person? Like, <laughs> A lot of people know about PBR now because of that. Probably
2: like and now they ass- and now they have a show on Netflix. <laughs> yep. It's some yep. uh, it's some comedy hour. Wait, PBR
0: uh, has a show on Netflix. No,
2: I'm just saying the guy whoever whoever wrote that whoever wrote that <laughs> oh. Twitter, Twitter thing now has a show on Netflix. Check it out tomorrow. Called, he wrote ass. a book.
0: He wrote a book <laughs> about how he got canceled by Twitter.
2: I mean, if we're in this in this day and age, it could easily happen.
0: I don't know. That was way funnier than she's a ten, but she plays single player fuck you yeah go, go to helicopter
2: yes <laughs>
1: yeah so apparently that tweet led to a bunch of roundtable meetings with angry staff
2: that didn't sit well with with staff members at the company
0: jesus christ
2: and they yep. de- and they decided now such a only... <laughs> fucking stupid meme <laughs> yeah and they've yep. decided now to only releasing multiplayer games and not uh anything else
1: kotaku says a new report from usa today sheds some light on how the terrible tweet came about Uh, what the reaction was to it internally at ea and what plans were pitched to handle the situation and the ongoing aftermath of it all Um, so according to the report an hour after the tweet went live last week it landed in ea's internal slack chat room where employees and media staff social media staff began sharing all the roasts and angry responses that were popping up all over as negative reactions spiraled out of control and the discourse began folks at ea began formulating a plan to turn the tweet into a positive Uh, the initial the initial plan was to get all the other EA social media accounts to start dunking on the tweet while hopefully drawing more attention to the various single-player games that the publisher has in the works. But some staff pointed out that this roasting EA strategy would just reinforce the narrative online that EA's own studios and teams hate the company. <laughs> so they didn't do that. <laughs> they should have done
2: that. Yep. <laughs> make Makes sense. It's, cr-
0: it's cringe either way, but at least fucking like make fun of yourself for being stupid. Like that's the best way to deal with something like that. Cause you were, it wasn't offensive. I mean, some people might find it offensive in the sense that it's singling out a huge percentage of their gaming audience or whatever. But for the most part, you know, it was just something they definitely deserve to be dunked on for. They deserve to be roasted. So they should have just acknowledged it. been like, we're idiots.
1: (laughs) Yep. Yep. They're idiots.
2: They don't even make games for the switch. So, like what's going on? Uh, kind of. This far end. There's like two or something. Aren't right, there there's like those like EA art art games or something on there? Right? I mean these are the are these there? are the
0: DLC people that really made it as horrible as it is today. And so there's
2: like the EA uh, indies or whatever.
0: I'm sure no. they have them NFTs up the pipeline.
2: Yeah. But I think that's it for EA and this and this Nintendo Main Podcast episode. Uh thanks everybody for listening. If you want to hear more episodes, go to patreon.com slash Nintendo Main Podcast. Uh, just posted the um, WART radio for last month. It's got some cool stuff on there. Always give a listen to that. If you're on the $5 level, you can hear that. Plus, we did our uh, bonus episode about pinball, so there's a lot of pinball songs on the on the WART radio playlist. You can check that out. Also, check us out at youtube.com slash podcast and twitch.tv slash podcast. I'll stream Monster Hunter sometime soon when I have a chance, probably over the weekend. If I'm not doing anything like Saturday night, which I'm going to try to do that. So I'll do it before where we can see if get some people hop on there and play. Maybe those people that played with me before will remember and show up. I don't know. <laughs> i had like a couple fans that would, that would come and play on, on the stream normally on Twitch. So maybe they remember or something. Check that out. Also, you can find Jeremy and I on Twitter at jmxstack and at nintendo domain. Find that there. We've been your hosts. I'm Trey Johnson.
0: I'm Jerry <laughs> McCoskey.
2: I'm John Litter. And thanks for listening. We'll see you next time. See ya.